Hey, I'm Matt Hudgens, and he's Dave Mulvaney, and this is Profitability MD. Dave, how you doing today, buddy? I'm doing great, Matt. How are you? Good, man. Very good. Looking forward to the holidays, kind of the year-end kind of stuff, and kind of a time of reflection where we look back on 2020, and we kind of look forward to 2021. Yeah, it's that, it's that year-end time when, well, you know, like next week gets closer to the new year, so you're already thinking of the new year. Right now, it's all right, let's look at what happened this year. That's good. I like that. So let's do that. So episode 105, 2020 year in review. How about that? We're doing the year in review. How is 2020? And you look back. I think it's a good exercise that everybody kind of looks back. So, so let's start off with that. Like one of the questions I always ask myself is kind of what worked? You know, what worked back in 2020? Um, what what areas did, did I actually experience growth, you know, personally, business-wise? What worked? So well, if you, you know, I think a lot of people had a very different, like, plan starting this year, and right. a lot changed. I mean, we know that COVID changed a lot of things. So what worked would is a good question, because I think a lot of people had a pivot, and they didn't expect having to pivot like that. So um, some of the things that didn't work um were conventional no, no, we're not on didn't work no we're, we're oh, on no, what didn't go. work but no i'm gonna say some of the things that didn't work were the things you planned on for 2020 you know you said right, goals right. so th that's that's what i'm saying is some of the things that didn't work was the things you planned on that would work so right right uh, I know you don't want to talk about what didn't work, and neither do I. I know. We like work. to talk about the positives. We want to talk about the positives. Yeah, or, you know, give you a warm and fuzzy feeling of what worked. So, like, I, I'll leave my best example was, was Zoom. So, Zoom was awesome. Zoom was great. My clients adapted to Zoom better and quicker than I thought they would. I adapted to Zoom quicker and faster than, than I thought I would, uh, meaning it's a lot easier. It's a lot simpler. And I know it's not the best as face-to-face, as, as -face, one -on one-on-one. Um, but it's the next best thing, right? And so you can share your screen and you can just chat and catch up. Um, I think I was worried that people would not like it or not be able to adjust. So, so that my number one thing for me was, wow, Zoom worked really well and my clients adapted it pretty well also. And I'd like to, uh, anyway, that's what worked. Give me well, something for you. And I would say that also, you know, what changed for the better was, Normally, a lot of those calls that I would have made with a client, I would have done on just a cell phone. That's a good one, right. And now we do them face-to-face -face on Zoom. So yes. I would say the, the, the interaction of, of Zoom allowed um, basically the application of Zoom to, to be a more of a face-to-face, -face, even though you're still on a call. Yep. Um, now and they I did probably... some research that, 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 you know, that obviously face-to-face -face is better, and, but Zoom is better than a phone call because there's something about us seeing each other one-on-one -on -one and seeing the uh, uh, emotion or the gestures and the body language through Zoom is better than just a phone call. So that's a great point. So you started doing some Zoom calls when you might have done a phone call prior. That's yeah, a pretty good one. So uh, another thing that wor worked well is uh, marketing didn't change. Um, there was more people in the market, but marketing itself, the way in which we structure marketing um, hasn't changed. And the way to reach people is still with the right message, get in front of the right audience at the right time and you get the right result. Well, that, that, that worked again this year. And um, probably more so 
than ever, you really needed a clear message. If you're going to reach your audience, you needed to be able to reach them quicker. Um, and when I say quicker, I mean in a more efficient way. People didn't want to read as much because there's so much they were being bombarded with. So, oh yeah, that's a great point. So it's like I would talk about client communication. So I think client communication uh, got better for me on my end exactly for that, right? So, so you needed to communicate with the clients more often, more frequently, but in shorter bits, right? So, so I tend to do email and video and uh, voicemail. Like when I call clients, 95% of the chance you're gonna get uh, their voicemail. So I definitely enhanced my client communication. You know, the amount that I'm talking to or communicating with my clients definitely picked up a notch. Yeah. And like you said, because it had to. Well, and that communication is, again, um, you know, we've throughout the year, we, we talked about, you know, we always talk about how, how you want to go and follow up with existing clients, tap the same well. Well, right. if, you, if you're in better communication, you're going to have a, a, a much greater ability to, to tap that same well. So that being said, I feel that I felt like communication got better this year uh, than it has been um, in the past. Yeah, that's pretty good. The, the other thing, this was kind of esoteric, but also kind of being uh, future focused. So I found myself um, being future focused in the sense of this too shall pass, right? And, and the idea that that this is not the end of the earth, that it's going to pass. So, so the markets, you know, my investment advisory side, they recovered rather quickly. Now, I didn't know that at the time, but you know that that bear markets on on investment side is the stock market is anywhere from well six months to a year and a half right this one turned out to be three months um, which is the shortest ever in history but the point being is that the look past it the ability to look past it so i had conversations with my business owner clients that was you know here we are what are we going to do when we come out of this we know this is going to end eventually and there are emergency measures we need to take but let's be future focused because we know eventually this will pass and and i'm in a state and you're in a state where we opened up earlier than than other parts of the country right like uh, georgia seemed to open up kind of may and june and i think florida was along similar lines so all you know back in march and april i was already talking with clients all right when you know when we come out of here and at that time we didn't know when we would how are you going to run things how are you going to set things up so to so that ability to be future focused and not woe is me and, and and go into a depression because you know it's going to pass or some. Who is it? It's, it's the unknown that causes anxiety. I forget where I read that, but it's the unknown. of You don't know when it's going to uh, be over, right? Yeah. But if you know it's going to be over at a certain time, then you can uh, pick yourself up and say, oh, I don't know if this is one month or six months, but I know it's going to be over. So let's just focus on when it's over. It's, it's, it's terrible right now, but, but let's just focus. There's a psychology benefit of focus on what does it look like when we come out of it? Yeah, I think, I think the, the, the future focus is what is making some entrepreneurs light, go light years ahead of others right now because there there are some that are looking to the future there are some are and and granted some their woe is me because they're still closed i get that but right right what are you going to do i mean eventually you're going to open and so are you going to go try to get a job or are you going to go back into your business and maybe pick up this pieces from where you are and have nothing but upside 
Right. Well, it's funny. This this goes into uh, so question number two. Uh, what did you learn from last year? What are the, the the biggest learning opportunities? Right. And so it's funny you say that. I have a a, a, a client um, retail shop that uh, she had to end up shutting down. Right. Shut the shut it down. But get online. So she needed to get online. She had an online presence, but it was really still brick and mortar. And so she had to make the pivot. We talk about pivots all the time to online. And then on that goes into how do I attract, you know, we always talk about attract, deliver and scale. How do I attract clients online as opposed to the brick and mortar? Well, like you said, it is your marketing message, but it better be better than it was or sharper than it was. Yeah. Right. And then there are going to be some different, once you had the message, there are going to be some different strategies and tactics you're going to use. And from that, a new opportunity came where she was teaching some other retailers how to do the same thing, almost documenting her own journey to become a coach or consultant. You know, one of the big learning opportunities I, I feel like we probably all got is that you can't take for granted, like when, when you have availability to use a certain type of sales channel. Okay, let's right. just say let's say business to business, you, you have a sales force and, and businesses are open. And, and last year, everybody went business to business and had lunch with their clients and all these different things. You can't, the learning opportunity is don't take stuff like that for granted because you don't know that it'll last forever. Right. And, right. and so that, that's a learning opportunity for all of us that, Hey, you know, Maybe you don't like cold calling, but now you can't do as much cold calling anymore. And, <laughs> right, right. And if that was a big source of your income, next time you have the opportunity, you might want to take the opportunity and, and use it to the best of your ability because it, those type of things may, may change in the future. So the learning opportunity is um, when you can do something, do it and get it, you know, do it to your, I guess you'd say do your best at it because it may not be available forever. Right, right. Uh, this is more on the personal side, which was uh, I got to spend a lot of time being in quarantine with the family. I have two daughters that are freshmen and sophomore in college over at Georgia, and it was kind of nice to be able to spend time with them, and, and that was really enjoyable, and we played pickleball. I think I told you I learned how to play pickleball, and we set up a court, you know, just chalked it out in our cul-de-sac and got to play that, and, and just the learning of, hey, this is kind of fun family activities, almost the old-fashioned, you know, we, we live in the city, you live in the city. It's not like, you know, you know, it's yeah. like the old timey, but when they're here, we got distractions. We got tech and Netflix and their phones and go to friends' houses. Well, when you're in lockdown, you know, you, you're kind of stuck with your family and stuff. And so we came up with new, so I really enjoyed that. I don't know if it's a learning opportunity, but just the value of the connection of, of being with other people uh, along those lines is almost the, the, the lack of, uh, of with other people. Right. So, so we don't go to dinner with other people. We haven't been to a lot of, you know, we don't go to any parties or anything like that. So um, learning how to kind of, I don't know, get along in a different setup personally, right? Becoming an empty nester, became an empty nester this year. Got a, both girls went to college, make those adjustments. So this was kind of a fun learning year and you throw, you know, COVID on top of all that. Yeah, well, I think it, it helped to clarify your why. When you have more time with your family, you realize this is my why. This is, you know, this is the thing that drives me to do, you know, so I don't, you know, so that you, you, you want more time with your family. Well, then all these people were thrown into the time with their family and, and, and you were given an opportunity that you may not have again. You may not get that much time again in the rest of your life. That's, that's so, um, I think that's part of knowing your why. And if you really do like time with your family, then the next year may be like COVID could be gone and we could all be back to normal. And then 
but you then have to understand you have to take the time, make the time to be with your family. Don't, right, let, right. don't let your business take over again. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, along the other side, what else did I learn? You know, uh, business clients just want to talk, right? So we talked about, you know, client communication or is it Zoom or is it a phone call or is it who cares? <laughs> that's, that's what I ended up with. I can't tell you how many times I just lobbed a call into somebody and, and I, I caught them and I, yeah, we didn't talk about much, just connecting, right? Or I left a voicemail. Hey Dave, hope you're doing well. Just check it in, you know, how are things going? And, and you get the, hey, I really appreciate that call. I was thinking about you the other day or your name came up or yeah, we haven't talked in a while. So, so I think we talked about this, one of our podcasts, which was one of my strategies was weekly to kind of reach out to somebody I hadn't talked to in a long time, an old friend, an old business acquaintance and just lob a call out to them. So my, my learning there was, you know, business clients just want to talk. It doesn't matter what it is, what it's about. Uh, and, and old friends just want to talk and connect. So I think sometimes we get paralysis analysis. What am I going to call Dave and what him say what to him? Right. Yeah. Right. It, it could just be, Hey Dave, have you heard this thing called pickleball? Dave, we're having the best time. Right. Or Dave, did you watch that football game this weekend? You know, it doesn't even have to be, it doesn't matter what it is. Right. Cause that conversation evolves. So I set time aside to talk to, uh, there's a concept. I think it's strategic coach, your top 20 in your farm club. So your top 20 clients in your farm club, meaning your next 20 you know, clients or centers of influence, people that send you. And just lobbing those calls, that, that goes back to my center of influence communication and client communication. But instead of overthinking, what am I going to send to them and talk to them about? A lot of the times they just want to talk about anything. Yeah. That was a big learning experience for me. And I think a big learning experience for me is, is learning that we are really an online society today. And the learning experience is, I think I, I took some time to fill in some blanks in, in terms of uh, courses and things to learn more about various portions of doing business online, whether it be YouTube video, whether it be, you know, I mean, but just having more time to look at, all right, what, what gaps do I need to fill in here from, from a knowledge standpoint uh, that maybe I'm not in the, in this day and age of technology. And right. it, I think the learning experience this year was, well, what don't I know? What what new stuff is out there that can make me more efficient reaching an audience, a larger audience online? Uh, everybody was faced with that. Everybody yeah. was faced with that this year. Well, and that leads into like question number three. You're exactly answering question number three, which was, you know, what are the most important things you'd like to figure out or solve for next year, right? So, so you, you, maybe you didn't solve that completely, right? So it might be, I need to learn how to be more effective online. If I'm if I, you know, if you're used to selling through, uh, you know, marketing events, live events or trade shows, well, that's not going to, you know, trade shows may or may not be back in full swing by whatever, maybe next summer or something like that. But what are you going to do for the next six months, right? So you might, so what do you need to figure out or solve going into next year that maybe you, you haven't figured out? So, or build upon I, two things. I say, what can you build upon what you learned this year? Or what still do you have to solve, right? That's two yeah. sides of the same coin. Yeah, and some of those things, you know, like trade shows are big for a lot of industries. Now, granted, you've been in enough trade shows, you know, some people spend enormous amounts of advertising money on the, on the trade shows. So they didn't spend that this year. But so they, they have this budget that, hey, we've still got to reach the audience. So, you know, it, it, in a similar way, things that be, 
became very expensive. Facebook ads became very expensive this year. So right. what did I learn is, well, um, I, I need to know more about other platforms that I've never heard of. If we're going to reach a larger audience and try to reach them at a lower cost per acquisition, we better learn some other platforms. So right. those are things that I need to probably learn more in going into next year because there's a lot of up and coming platforms like uh, Rumble and uh, Parler and, they, and they're all different. They're all very, right. you know, and, and so it's easy to know the ones that you know, like Facebook or Twitter, um, even LinkedIn, but some of the platforms are really changing. I think a lot of people came to LinkedIn this year and were surprised, surprised that it was a, such a business platform. Right, and, and that's a great point. I, I was thinking almost like the value of a list. Right. Maybe one of the things that, that, that you're learning or gosh, it'd be great instead of, you know, if I had my own list, I wouldn't I wouldn't re, wouldn't have to advertise on Facebook or so how do I build a list of potential clients who like my topic. Right. Do you, you know, they talk about Facebook groups, having your own email newsletter, having your own. Right. Uh, I was talking to a, a marketer. I think this was this week. I get confused. And it's like the, the goal, Dean Jackson, maybe it was one of a podcast as well. The goal is to build a list. You know, if you got a hundred people, then try to get 200. If you got 200, try to get 400, right? Because eventually you just make offers to those people. Hey, do you want me to mow your lawn? Hey, do you want to redo your garden? Hey, do you need new, a new roof, right? And if you're marketing to those same people who know, like, and trust you, and you continue to sell your services to them, sell more or different services to them, but it's almost... I guess I'm working out loud here with you. Is the value of your list has gotten more valuable than it was, right? Sure. That if there are people that we got on our email list, that's better than being a Facebook friend or being a send a Facebook ad, right? It's the old adage, you know, build a list, sell to the list. But right. a lot of people want to build these big giant lists. The reality is, if you have a hundred um, loyal followers, I mean loyal uh, right. on your list that's better than a thousand who are kind of just, you know, they're on your list, but they never read anything you send them. It, it's not the size of the list. It's the quality of the people and how they interact with your personality and um, how well you're connected with them. And the, and the better you communicate with them, whether that's the new technologies, Zoom, right, and other, right. other, the better you communicate with your list, the more they're going to become a part of your tribe. And right. Uh, and that's well, he talks you're, you're you're getting right into this reminds me again i'll mention dean jackson again and he's real relationship management because he grew up being a real estate agent and it's 150 there's some number that's 150 is a great number or the only the max number we can handle as friends or networking people right so he calls that kind of your core you know he talked about your top 20 in farm club well his is like 150 and as long as i'm talking to those people you know once a month via an email or every two weeks with an email that's where his referrals come from, his business comes from. It's not the 3000 list. It's 150 people that know, like, and trust me that are centers of influence that will give me referrals. All, they'll do business with him, but also get referrals. So, so he calls it uh, return on relationship. So he says, you know, how much business do I get from those 150 people? Um, do we, do you even have 150 people? How do I get 150 people? Right. And then he talks about nurturing that 150 people and what's your, return on relationship. So the example would be your real estate agent and you got 150 people that you've sold the house or bought a house for, plus your friends and family. That's your tribe, let's call it for lack of a term. And those are the 150 people that you send your newsletter or postcard to uh, once a month, twice a month. 
and you nurture those relationships. And that's where one of those people might buy or sell a home through you again, but more importantly, they might know somebody who has one, right? And that's when he talks about nurturing that relationship. Hey, you know, it's spring. And he talked about people talking about spring cleaning. You know, here are three spring cleaning that helps increase the value of your house. If you know anybody who's looking to sell their house, here's a tip or a guide how to clean up your house for the best sale, right? Better yet, we, you know, I talked about this a couple of episodes ago. I think it was the value added bonuses and joint ventures, yeah. right? That even if you could be the resource of, hey, it's spring cleaning, I've got, I'm sitting here with my two girls home for our two months from college, right? And so what do we do with them and put them to work, right? So you need babysitters or nannies, right? So that's the messages that Patty's sending out, you know, on Facebook groups and her friend group and her tennis group, right? Is, hey, I got these two college girls in our home and love to babysit or run errands for you, right? Uh, and that'll be through Patty's network or her tribe, right? This is just an example of, you know, working your group, yeah, you know, it's it's funny. Um most people, I don't I don't know about you, but um I have so many um I'm going to guess 600 or more, maybe 750 contacts in my phone alone. Right. Those are people that I actually know and right, right. know well enough that they have my cell phone number and and I have theirs. So right. you know when people say I don't really have a list, a lot of times they're really not thinking of who, you know, and how they can help somebody, you know, who, well, you got this giant group of people in your cell phone, but how can you help them and how can you leverage, I don't want to say leverage them, but leverage right. the people that they know so that they can help you, um, and vice versa. And how can I help you? You know, you're on my list. What could I do to, to refer people to you? What would help? A lot of times asking how you can help someone else is, is better because they'll reciprocate naturally. Right, right. And that goes on. So, so you know, when I think about these things, what work, what, what, you know, what do we need to improve on, brainstorm ideas for next year to focus on. I try to think of them in the three categories we've talked about before. Uh, attracting clients. How do we attract clients to your business? Uh, how do we deliver? How are you delivering your service and the wow experience, right? And then how do you scale or service those existing customers to get referrals and repeat business out of it, right? Yep. I kind of ask these same questions along those three lines, right? How are we going to attract more customers? How are we going to scale our existing and sell more to our existing clients or get referrals from our existing clients? How can we enhance the experience, do a better job of delivering the service to our clients, um, make it more of a wow experience so they'd be more likely to refer? So. You also could, could categorize them as, you know, what things do I need to work on next year? How do I attract? So how do you attract somebody? You and I talk about, we've talked about this in the past, three ways to attract. You got to know your, well, I'll back it up and say, you got to know what, what problem you're solving. You've talked about that before. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a new thing that I've heard called your currency. I think it's, uh, I think it's Fletcher. Uh, Fletcher calls it, what problem you solve? He says, what's your currency? You know, yeah. you, are you providing more revenue or more profit, more time off? Uh, losing 10 pounds and one dress size, you know, what's the problem you solve? He calls it currency. And then we talk about target market. Who is your target market? Who are you going after? Let's say you're the, the, the 10 pounds, lose 10 pounds. You're going after men, 10 pounds, women, 10 pounds. You go up the, the soon to be bride, 10 pounds. You're going after the, the, the whatever, uh, first mother lose 10 pounds. There are all kinds of people you could attract for the 10 pounds, right? That'd be your target market. 
then you and I talked about your 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 million dollar message, your market dominating position. Yeah. You and I talked about we mentioned already your the importance of your message, right? Yeah. How crystal clear are you? Is hey, we help business owners find a hundred thousand dollars in their business without spending a dollar on advertising or marketing, without all the tech frustration and overwhelm, right? Boom. What does that mean? That is, what's the problem we solve, right? What's the currency? What's the problem we solve? Who's my target market? You know, frustrated business owners. Put a little time frame on there, lose 10 pounds in 10 days or however, you know, I see that on uh, the TV all the time when they talk about a Nutra program or whatever it's called, 10 pounds in 10 weeks or 10 pounds in 10 days or something, right? You put a timeline on there. It sounds pretty so, fast though for 10 pounds. It is, it is and who knows if it'll last. But, but the point is you're starting to, you know, we, and we've done an episode, we'll do another one of these on your market dominated position that it needs to be, what's the problem I solve? What's, and how, how short or long of a period does it take? And then what, what is the measurement that we're going to use? And then without what? Without frustration, without spending a dollar on advertiser marketing, being able to eat the foods you want to eat if you're losing the 10 pounds, yeah, right? The big thing without is what's starving yourself. How does it make somebody's life better? Yes. What's the, what, what's the yes. result of your, your thing? That's your currency. What is the result to your end user that they get? That's the transformation that they feel in their yeah. life. And that's and then, what they're and looking then, for. And, that's, and you put that into what we've called the irresistible offer right? All of those are kind of in the attraction mode, right? Yeah. So a lot of times people just say, how do I get more clients in the door? Right? And, 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 and this is a great time, especially the last two weeks of the year to kind of think about that and say, yeah, if you had a better message, you, you would get, it'd be easier to get new clients. If you knew your target market, it's going to be easier to get new clients. If you knew what your currency or what your problem you're solving was, and you could articulate it, you would get more clients. So a lot of times the, the business owner gets stuck on, I need to run a Facebook funnel, ads funnel or whatever. I need to do YouTube advertising and marketing. And it's, yeah, that's step number six. That's step number eight, right? But, but we always talk about how do we attract? We got to have these core competencies, right? So this is a great time to go back. And you already said it earlier in the, in the, in the episode. What is your message? What's your million dollar message? What's your market dominating position? What's the currency? What's the problem you solve? If you can articulate that better, it naturally attracts people, right? If, yeah. if you said uh, uh, you, you're a golfer with a bad back, you know, fix back pain in four weeks without, you know, medicine, right? Maybe that's a chiropractor, right? Sure. We already said lose 10 pounds in 10 days without starving yourself, right? There's, right? These are great messages that are going to go right towards your target market. Um, and if your message isn't working, it you know, because if you're looking at what worked and your message was working and you're tracking people, just tweak it a little. Just tweak it a little because you can always make it better, right? And go back to this to deliver. Okay, what did we learn this year about delivering a, a wow experience to our clients? And, and I look at that category and I go into, you know, what can I do? What value added bonuses? We did a whole episode on that. Uh, how can I make it easier, less friction for my clients? How can I deliver it? Then on the entrepreneur side, you and I talked about A-plus activities, and we talked about uh, delegation, and Dan Sullivan calls it who, not how. I think that's him, or Dean Jackson, the procrastination thing. Um, so there's ways that you can deliver your product or service better, both for the client, right, a better experience, but also better for you, the owner, the entrepreneur, right, yeah. that doing the stuff that you're really good at and and delegating or hiring people to help you do the things you're not good at, right? You're not a good bookkeeper. So, you know, I got online bookkeeper services. You got some, my bookkeepers are retired uh, accountant lady and she just does it at home with QuickBooks online. I mean, it's 
it's awesome. Perfect person for me. Right. Um, but my point being is there's the delivery. What are some things that we need to work on or solve that we can make the experience for them better, but also the experience for us. Yeah. And then that third section we talked about is scaling and servicing, which leads, how do I service my clients better? How do I service my referral system, service my referral sources better? How do I orchestrate referrals, you know, dynamic referrals? We talked about dynamic and, and static referrals. So all that is, how do I get more referrals by enhancing, you know, scaling and servicing those people, right? One of the things that I need to do a better job of, so I get clients from referral sources and, I'm a face-to-face -face guy. I like to have breakfast and coffee and lunches with these people. And that's, we haven't been able to do that. So I could do a better job zooming that. Right. So I talked to a friend of mine a week or two ago and he's like, yeah, I have virtual coffee. Right. So I say, Hey Dave, unless you and I have a virtual coffee tomorrow, you get your favorite cup of coffee. I'll get mine. And we'll literally be on zoom drinking coffee. together." So my, my niece's uh, husband um, is just, uh, he's a, a graduating med school. Okay. So he's about to go in interns. And, and it, it, during COVID, he was being interviewed, and normally they would have the interns who are going to come uh, work there. Um, they would take them out for a nice dinner and all the get-to-know-me dinner. It's right before they actually get offered the position. Okay. Well, get-to-know-me dinner isn't happening because yeah, of COVID. Yeah, yeah. So they literally, they sent him and his wife a gift card um, okay. so that they could bring in, you know, a nice dinner and uh, wine and everything. And they got on a, on the, the whole company, the, all the executives got on the Zoom call with the, with the interns. And it, <laughs> it was, it, but they, yeah. they supplied a meal. I was like, now that's really creative. So yes, it, yes. But it must have felt awkward because, you know, you got, you, you're, but at the same time, yeah, it was awkward, but they, they did it anyway. They learned a way to scale, to continue to grow. In their case, if you're in the medical business, acquiring new doctors is part of scaling. So they couldn't stop doing that. That's the thing they have to do. They just had to find a new way to do it and still create the relationships. So I oh, thought that that's was awesome. Cool. No, that's a great one. It reminds us. So there's a charity, the Children's Hospital here in Atlanta, and usually you you know pay money and go to the dinner party and all that kind of stuff. And because they couldn't do the dinner party, you give the charity and they sent you a a dinner kit that you cook yourself, and the chef was on Zoom. Right, so is the you know, Zoom chef, he's cooking the stuff that you've got, that they sent you, that you've got, and you cook it. And then if you couldn't make it, you know, at seven o'clock on Wednesday, it was recorded, so you, which Patty and I had to do, we couldn't make that time. So we did it ourselves, you know, the next day or, or two days later, because they recorded. So again, new ways to communicate with your clients, communicate with the referral sources, very creative, outside the box. We could do a whole episode on that, but yeah, so that, that you're, that's the exact same thing. So yeah. That's a part of growing, I think, in businesses, adapting to the marketplace as it changes. And the, if there's one thing about the business landscape, it's constantly changing. And right. so it never stays the same. And, and so it's like the stock market never stays the same. It's either going up or down. Uh, but so the thing, the one thing that is the same about 2020 as any other year is everything's always changing. <laughs> that's pretty good that's pretty good so to kind of wrap up we talk about you know 2020 year in review and we kind of broke it down into you know i like the three questions you know what worked what didn't work what could what what can we improve upon and and brainstorm ideas for next year 2021 i asked it differently you know what, what growth where did you experience growth what did you learn and what you still need to figure out or solve for next year Right? But those are the same question, what worked, what didn't work, brainstorm new ideas for next year. 
and I try to get you to focus on the three areas of any business, attract, deliver, scale, and service. So you could go through each category. How do I attract clients better, more efficiently? How do I deliver service more efficiently, more wow experience for them, but also more efficiently for me as the owner? And how do I uh, scale and service my business, you know, service my existing clients so they generate referrals but, and also do repeat business. So you could even focus on those three categories, attract, deliver, and scale. But that's what we talk about in our mastermind group. We talk about this all the time. This is what a mastermind group, you're getting in with 10 other individuals that have their own business that are successful, that are going through these same exercises and bouncing ideas off each other. This is a great type structure that we have together, that we do these uh, masterminds. And this is the type of topics and conversation we would have to help you kind of wrap up your year in review. So if you're interested in that, you know, uh, Matt at ProfitabilityMD.com, Dave at ProfitabilityMD.com, a little interview process. Make sure you like us. We like you. You're a great fit. Uh, this podcast is always great. We've done now, this is 105 episodes, right? So we've got all kinds of information where you guys can learn and use that information to grow your business in 2021. ProfitabilityMD.com is the website. Uh, the uh, YouTube channel, ProfitabilityMD is our YouTube channel. So you can watch us, our pretty mugs on video, the same content. And of course, everywhere you get your podcast. So it's been a great year, 2020. Like you said, wasn't what we expected it to be, but we made the best of it. We all made the best of it. And like you said, like what you said, it's that it was the same in that it's different. Every year is never the same. It's every year is different. I like that. what it's like being an entrepreneur, just knowing that everything's different. That's why so many entrepreneurs, some like that. I like the variation. So Right. Right. I, I think that's exactly right. I think people get, uh, entrepreneurs in particular, get bored with the mundane, right? I think we, we, we thrive on opportunity. We thrive on change. We thrive on evolution. Yeah. Right. That's a definition of uh, entrepreneur in my mind. Yep. So we got one more week that we're going to do next week and uh, then we'll, uh, We'll be heading into 2021. Can't believe it. Wrap it up. That's awesome, man. man. That's good stuff. All right, buddy. Have a good week. You too. Okay, take care.